It's about to go down. It's your brother, Carlos Cicada, in the house. No longer single, but always ready to mingle. Bring you a whole lot of satisfaction because you are here with us about to take massive action. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're gonna tap in a very powerful subject. How to tap into your zone of genius so you can end your struggles and achieve your goals and have a rock and roll here in 2022. I have the pleasure to bring an incredible secret guest that has started over 16 businesses has done over a hundred million dollars in sales. Incredible individual entrepreneur, business mentor, helping and leading experts at achieving the deepest zone of genius. And celebrate with their loved ones and family members. With no further ado, on the stage, Mr. AKA Mike Zeller. <laughs> Carlos, so comfortable to be here. Brother, how you doing? Dude, I'm even better being in your presence. You bring the energy and the joy and the power, my friend. My friend, it's such an honor to have you on the show, my friend. We are having a great conversation here before the show with some of the stuff that goes down in business, in the business world, in personal development. Some of you guys that think in that, some of the crazy stuff only happens at Clubhouse and Wisdom and Twitter. No, no, no. It happens in the personal development and in the consulting space as well, where the legends like OGs of the personal development. We might get into that as we go throughout the show. But today we're going to have a great conversation, guys. And I want to break this show into, you know, we're going to surround it around four segments so that others can learn how to tap into their zone of genius to end your struggles, because as you guys know, every guest that I bring here on the show, they're incredible. they amazing. And it's all about extracting their greatness so that we can assist more people out there as we live in a new area that people, they cannot afford. They don't have access to people like Mike and all the amazing guests that have been here on the show. And I love when I bring guests like himself, which is a true genius that has so much knowledge and wisdom to offer. And I want to get right into it, Brother Mike. I want you to, you know, before we go into your backstory, I want you to tell me about a time in your life that you were struggling. As you know, right now, a lot of people are struggling in their business, mm. in growing online, in, grow, in growing their business. And I want you to walk me through a moment like that you were struggling and knowing what you know now, share the number one strategy for somebody to tap in their zone of genius so that they can overcome some of those difficulties they are facing in this new era that we are living in. Yeah, Carlos, great question. So back in, let's rewind for a second, March 2018. So not that long ago, three years ago, I am uh, two months away from getting married, having this beautiful wedding in Florence, Italy. And I had this beautiful wedding uh, ceremony in Nashville, Tennessee as well, where I live. And my cash cow business disintegrates in an afternoon, like literally falls apart. I was working five to 10 hours a week, netting, you know, multiple six figures in this venture and uh, doing really well with it. And then it was help, helping fund all these other things. But we had a partnership split. My team uh, wanted to work with me, not necessarily my partner at the time. 
um, or like we had some conflicts around that. And I'm holding all these expenses, all these responsibilities. I have a real estate flip. The only out of 12 real estate properties I've owned, only one that I ever lost money on, but I was about to lose um, a pretty substantial sum, multiple six figures. I have that happening and my real estate uh, venture falling apart. Uh, my cash cow business, that was, and I'm about to be married and I'm also paying for the wedding or most of the wedding, right? So it's like a you know, my world, my financial world was blowing up <laughs> Wow! and I ended up losing, personally losing over a million dollars in uh, a little over a year. And like, not just like losing, you know, paper money. I lost like cash, you know, assets, things like that, cash flow, all those different things. I was hit hard and it just kept snowballing. I was like, as an entrepreneur, we're all placing bets. Heck, if you're in a job, you're placing a bet that your company will be there, that your job will be there, that you're in the right place, all those things. Well, I was used to, you know, placing 10 bets, six out of 10, seven out of 10 would work. Some aren't going to work. We know that. Well, it suddenly was plummeting in like two out of 10 were working. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and so I went through a crisis season of, you know, um, I went through a season where I owed, uh, I had an Excel spreadsheet and I owed 38 people money or 38 organizations and, and all that. Now, now I'm down to four, uh, essentially four. Um, and I still have other assets as well, but they're not liquid. But during that season, you know, I would literally wake up. And, and so our honeymoon was not relaxed and peaceful. It was stressed. But I would wake up with my arms wrapped tightly around me because I was like, my physical body was bracing itself for the tension of the day, the fears, the traumas, the challenges, the fires, the people upset. I don't like people being upset with me, but people were, and I lost my cash cow business. And so it was like, it's a domino effect. It was like watching your, your house burn down, but you can't do anything about it, you know? And you keep trying to throw water on, throw water on, and it just doesn't matter. And uh, so that lasted about two years, um, that crisis. It, it's going to be my second book, which is called Twice Born, How a Crisis Can Remake You. And But it also catapulted me into deeper into my zone of genius. Um, and I used it as a gift. You know, I, I went through that season. I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I had to feed my mind every single day. I read a, a money mindset book every single day for 36 weeks in a row. I read 36 books in, in 36 weeks, many of them three or four times. And then now I've read 94 money mindset books because I was like, you know what? I've got to level up. I've got to shed all this junk and own my greatness and step into it. Um, and it, it, it was, there was so much good in that season, but it was brutal. Wow, man. I can't imagine, brother, like going through all that and going through the wedding and, and, and so many people out there, you know, they just give up. And, and you know, it's uh, it's incredible. I love money, money mindset, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so many amazing books out there. And speaking of amazing books, um, some of the things that you uh, you share, like, you know, what is it, like, for example, what advice, like, would you give, you know, from someone right now? You are a business mentor. You are very successful. You started 16 plus companies that you helped over $100 million in sales. And for all the coach, I have a lot of coaches and authors and advisors and consultants and agencies that follow me. What is, uh, you know, an advice um, that you would give to somebody that wanted to start and be as successful as you are right now in your business? What would you say to that person? 
what should they be focusing on on this new area that we are living on right now? So uh, I'll tell a little story around that. Two stories. First, Socrates said famous quote, and it was written on the uh, temples in Athenon or Athens, sorry, and it said, "To know thyself is the beginning of all wisdom." Yes. All right. Uh, and if we trace back, Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Sarah Blakely. Oprah, Tony Robbins, we were talking about him, Peter Diamandis, um, people who accomplish extraordinary results over and over, they are in extraordinarily right positions. They are not playing out of position. If you go back, I'm a uh, basketball fan, uh, uh, football fan. You go back, heck, you're in, up in Palo Alto, San Francisco area, San Francisco 49ers. When Joe Montana was there, Steve Young, et cetera, guess what? And they have, if Joe Montana goes out for a pass or he's the running back, he's going to get beat up. They had Roger Craig. They had all these Terrell Owens. They had Jerry Rice, all these guys, Terrell Owens with Steve Young, of course. But um, you got to have people in the right positions, the right people on the bus in the right positions to build a super team. Yeah. So as you think about organizations, um, Apple in its peak had Steve Jobs at the head, Joni Ive in design. Tim Cook and operations, man, they were humming and they just catapulted. They're still riding on the wave. 10 years later, Steve Jobs died 10 years ago. Um, so if you think about, hey, what does it look like for me to find my exact right position where I'm desperately needed, where I'm one of the best in the world at, where I can actually produce $10,000 an hour in certain activities? You can't do that every single hour for every single day unless you're, you build a big enough enterprise. But um, we have places, we all have places where we can be among the best in our industry, but we have to hunt and search for it. Most people are not nearly intentional enough, but if you get really intentional, you know, I, I talked to uh, a guy named D Hawk. You know who he is? What's the say with the name again? D Hawk. Most people don't know who he is. Remind me who he is. I've been loading up some people over here on social media saying hello to us from LinkedIn and, uh, and Facebook and uh, watching from Maui. And, uh, what's up, guys? You know, so just shout out to all of you guys. I always like to bring you guys out the show over here live with us. But who is that person? So D Hawk, we've all used one of his creations, Visa credit cards. He's the founder of Visa credit cards. I talked to him last year. Um, he's 98, uh, 98 years old last year. Um, I talked to him and asked, and because he had written something for Harvard Business Review after he sold his equity in Visa. And this is a, one of the most profound and paramount things that if you want to be uber successful, uber impactful in your work, in your career, he, uh, the most successful leaders do one thing that the mo and this is in his years, decades of research. They do one thing that ordinary leaders don't do, and that is they focus more than 50% of their leadership energy on leading themselves, not other people, which means you're leading yourself into the right position. You're leading your emotional self-awareness. You're leading your relational emotional intelligence with others. You're not reacting. You're directing. You're creating. You're guiding the ship, especially guiding your own ship. You know, I love and 
So that was awesome. I'm really hoping that somebody, I was about to say, say it again, brother, you know, because that is so powerful. And I'm really hoping that you guys are listening because, guys, this is very profound. And if you really think about a lot of the leaders, people that you are mentioning, right, like uh, Steve Jobs and Diamandis and Tony Robbins, many of them, they've been operating from this principles of leading themselves first mm -hmm. so that they can lead others to set the foundation in place that will last for generations, right? When you're, you're talking about Stevie earlier, and I was thinking about, they were literally, they were the Chicago Bulls of the 90s, yeah. right? They were that dream team. And it's so cool how, you know, you made that analogy. And it's so important, like you're saying, surrounding yourself with the books, with the money mindset and reading, not just one time in a period of a year, no, several times over 90 yeah. days. I can see that you are <laughs> a very devoted student of Tony Robbins, right? I'm, I'm myself included. Anybody that follows Tony, we go crazy. Speed writing. <laughs> yeah. So many books. And uh, because why we have to constantly feed our mind you know, to elevate the energy so we can lead ourselves to better places. And one thing that I always say, I talk about this in my book, Work Like an Immigrant, you can never take somebody to a place that you haven't been. Yeah. So you have to go there first. If you expect your employees, you know, the people that work with you, your board of directors, anybody in your organization to get to this place. So very, very Good brother. And one subject, uh, a zone of genius uh, that you talk about that I love it, that I, I spoke about similar things to that, but you actually elaborate very well, is the Dream 100. Yeah. Can you tell the audience about the Dream 100? Yeah, so uh, one of our, our mutual, let's call them mentors from afar, I guess, Chet Holmes, wrote this phenomenal book called uh, 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 Ultimate Sales Machine. And basically, he, he worked for Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett. We all know who those guys are. Most of us don't know who Chet Holmes is. But uh, Chet was one of the world's greatest geniuses in sales. And um, he would take Warren Buffett's companies that were like number 35 out of number 37 in their industry and within one year, turn them around and get them to number one or number two. And then the next two or three years, they'd be just soaring above everybody else. And what he would do is he would find, uh, like, in it, it, this works for the B2B or the D2C side. He would find, hey, uh, in the legal profession, for example, there's 2,000 advertisers, but there was only 168 that made all the difference. He made those people as his target list. First year, he's like, hey, who's my top 100? And he just went after them and was present and creative and brilliant and omnipresent where they could not ignore him and ignore his company. And eventually... He got all 168 of those uh, brands on board, and that's what catapulted. And he kept repeating the process. No matter what um, uh, brand he was leading, and I actually bought the domain now, dream100list.com. It's a and, great domain, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I was like, no one's teaching this. This is a brilliant concept. And then uh, uh, Russell Brunson wrote about it in Traffic Secrets. Yeah. And then I created, I have a whole Excel spreadsheet of my Dream 100, which if you go to dream100list.com, you'll get my, temp, my exact live active Dream 100 list plus a blank template that then you can go and create. Because what happens is, is in this distracted world, we, get, uh, we, can, we can lose sight of who we should really go after because not everyone has the same impact. And some people are more needle movers, like you're a needle mover, right? You have power, influence in your community. People trust you because you show up in a powerful, magnetic way and you deliver 
value and you're committed to excellence. So um, anyway, so like uh, we were talking about John Lee Dumas, I had him down as like number three on the list. You'll see if you go to dream100list.com, you'll see uh, him as number three. It's free. Everything's free there. Um, I do a workshop that I'm going to do again here soon as well. For you guys listening to us, I have on this on the screen dream the number 100, the word list.com for you guys listening to us on the podcast on a future date and right now. But continue because this is fascinating. I love it, you know, because it's so important. I remember having my list. I would have, I call it 33 and, you know, listing all the people that I wish one day I would share stage with. And I would have people like Liz mm. Brown and Tony Robbins, Sharon Lecter, all the legends of personal development that in the last 20 years, I had the honor to share numerous times the stages with them and, yeah. and you know, get to know them and, you know, have their number, get to know each other by name. And uh, so that's why I love this subject. It's so profound to me. And I love that, you know, that you're elaborating and then talking more about this. But continue, my brother. Yeah. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah. It's so, so powerful because what I did, all right. So last year, and I'm in uh, Dublin, Ireland, August 2020, and I create my first Dream 100 list. I'm reading Traffic Secrets, and I'm like, I finally got to do this. I had read Ultimate Sales Machine before, but I do it. I put John Lee Dumas on there, uh, list out a bunch of friends and other people that I would like to know as well, um, and I put John Lee Dumas on there. I didn't know him, I, I, but what he teaches you is that you should study and listen and support people on your dream 100 list. So I, uh, John's coming out with a book in December. I happen to li- I'm working out in the, my gym. I listen. I'm like, I should listen to JLD, see what he's got going on. Pop on his podcast. And he's got a book launch. I'm like, dude, I'm going to help support that and build a relationship. Get to know because the relationship is the gateway. That's what the power of masterminds. That's the power of hiring someone as a coach. That's the power of connecting like people supporting you, Carlos and saying, DMing you, Hey, you know, who's really engaged yeah. and you pay attention and you want oh, to yeah. support them, right? Says, oh, oh, especially in this industry. Yeah. Um, and so now I, I've been a guest on his podcast. Let's open up other doors, be a guest on other podcasts. He's introducing me some other big players too. And it all started with putting him on the list and saying, all right, I'm going to study, follow, engage, support, um, and, and eventually build a relationship where it's a win-win, like everything should be win-win, guys. Yes. And uh, and now, <laughs> here's something crazy. I added someone else to my Dream 100 list that I met on Clubhouse about a month and a half ago. And now we're partnering together on a genius challenge about unleashing human genius. And she's one of the top behaviorists in the US. Worked with Steve Harvey, worked with Oprah, all these people. She's securing a contract with an African government where they're filling a 100,000-person stadium, and it, she's securing an eight-figure contract. Uh, actually, sorry, nine-figure contract. No, it is eight-figure, sorry, my bad. Eight-figure contract with them, and um, and I might even have a chance to speak to 100,000 people live. I've never spoken to wow. you know nearly that many live, and it's because of Dream 100 being intentional, but I have clarity. Here's the other thing. I have clarity on my zone of genius, I have clarity on what I call my 4% client that can produce 64% of my revenue. Yeah. And then, so the Dream 100 list ties into all that. 
Yes, and I love that. You got me thinking of all kinds of stuff over here. I used to speak in masterminds, the 4 percentage of the 65, talking about the 80-20 rule. Yeah. I guess you are a student of chat, you know. It's just, I love this because you guys listening to us, it's super important to have that. Because, again, Tony always talk about, you know, proximity. That's power, you know, mm -hmm. the people that we surround ourselves with. Because one thing that I always say, right, uh, Mike, is that the less five people that called you right now, you guys listening to us, the less five people, if you look at your cell phone, the less five texts, the less five calls, the less five DMs, the DMs, you know, let's look at the calls and the texts, which are more private, right? Mm -hmm. So the less five, did they call you to add fire to your bump fire or did they call to piss on it? Let's just right. have like, like a real talk because the first step, one of the hardest things for us to do as entrepreneurs and CEOs and founders and investors and whatever we are is to look in the mirror and peeling the layers of the onions with ourselves. Because unless we peel the layers of the onions with ourselves first, how can we expect to peel the layers of others? And it's super important to, to, to really, really sink. And I'm going to bring this the link again because I want you guys to go there on dream100list.com and follow through and watch it because this is so important, guys. You guys might see, oh, I heard about this before. One thing is hearing, but who here has ever done that before? We hear mm -hmm. stuff. We don't take notes. Some of you guys that hear me speaking in masterminds and events around the world, what I always say, writing is the doing part of thinking. You must, the reason why Mike and Tony and Steve Jobs and all those amazing people are so successful is because why? Because we do what others don't do, can't do, and we would not think of doing. You must. Take the time, go through the, the your dream 100. Who do you want to be in proximity in 2022? And that's why I'm bringing back this point because this is so important that this is a game changer in anybody's life. And uh, so that's an amazing, that's the number two uh, zone of genius. And, and Mike, tell us about, let's go into the third one. What is something that somebody right now that's struggling, they online. Matter of fact, let's make this really interactive. Because, you know, uh, my superpower is understanding human behavior. I love sales and marketing. As I was sharing with you, one of my mentors and business partner helped Chet Holmes, the number one greatest mm -hmm. salesman alive, secure a deal with Tony Robbins back in the day, in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. So we love sales and marketing and role playing. So let's share a strategy. Like, right, let's say you don't know somebody. Like, share, let's, I, I have you share one. I'll share one. So let's give them an example of... How do you reach out to somebody you don't know on social media for the first time? Let's do a little role play here with our mm -hmm. audience so that we can give them something tangible. And at least a couple of strategies on how you and I think as we are reaching out to some of those uh, very influential people that you and I eventually end up meeting because in the last two years, we had to reach out to them via phone because we were not traveling, speaking around yeah. the world stages or around hotels, which is much easier to use our abilities to connect. So let's share some some secrets, some strategies here to reach out and to connect. Share one of yours and I'll share one of mine because I think that will serve our audience tremendously. Givers get. Mm. So I love leading with that. And here's and here's how I built relationships. And I when I look at people on my Dream 100 list, I want to actually become a partner or collaborator I'm okay with being a client too, because client is an initial stage. 
of a relationship lots of times. And, and heck, if I can learn something, that person's true bona fide genius in whatever they do, I'm more than glad to be a client, soak up their genius, make it part of my own. Okay. But the next layer is how do I collaborate and be a partner? But that means that I have to be a bona fide expert. So if we almost have to reverse back to where can I be a bona fide expert? Where can I be and make it clear as part of my brand? You know, I, I know that I've created arguably the most complete process ever created at this point in human history for finding your deepest area of purpose and your deepest zone of genius. And right, speaking of that, speaking of that, I'm going to load something on the screen because you're talking about giving. And here's something that he's giving that I'm going to have you scrolling down on the screen for you guys to see, to get a, your free copy of Mike Zeller's book, The Genius Within Book.com. So I have that mm -hmm. on the screen rolling down for you guys because, again, he's giving our audience a free copy of his incredible book. So continue, my brother. Yes. Yeah. And all you guys have to do to get the free physical copy is just uh, cover shipping and handling costs for me. That's all. But um, here's here's the reality of it, guys, is if I know where I'm one of the best in the world at, then I position myself differently and, and I am received differently as an expert. OK, so because I have that book out um, when I approached uh, my collaborator on the Genius Challenge, Amelia Antonetti. All right. Then she's like, oh, this guy has something unique and something powerful and he knows what he's talking about. And then I had already partnered with uh, another good friend and business partner, Natasha Graziano. She's got like 7.6 million Instagram followers. So I'd partnered with her. She's a, a beautiful, a beautiful, incredible human being, but law of attraction expert. Um, and we're on Clubhouse a lot with law of attraction. And and so I already had some credibility. Okay, so you got to reverse engineer. How do I get credibility? Because I learned from another uh, legend of our industry, uh, Brian Tracy. Yeah. I was 20 years old. I was in the middle of finals week. I go to a seminar and he says something that I, uh, that profoundly rocked my world way more than anything I learned in all four years at university. He said, hey, if you want to get paid like the best, you got to be the best. How do you get to be the best? You become an expert by reading one book a month in your chosen field for three years. I was like, that's not that much. I can do it in a year. And I was like, I'm going to figure out how to read a book a week. And I did. And boom, I started in college. And now I'm expert in multiple different things. And I can get paid like an expert for all those different things. Um, and then, so leading with giving, knowing where you're a bona fide expert, and then being creative and how... Like when I approached Amelia, I was like, hey, what can I offer her that she uh, doesn't have or, or might want or doesn't have the bandwidth for? I can take some of the heavy load. I'm more than glad because she's further ahead, especially in the corporate side, all those things. So those are my two cents. I went a little bit more than one, but over to you, Carlos. What is yours? I want to hear yours. I love it. I love it. I love this. this is cool. This is something that, you know, I always like to test new things over here as we do the show. Because again, guys, the, the, the show is free. You guys know me. I always want to have a library of podcasts and, and videos and audios out there. So when I'm no longer here, you know, you guys have a place that you can go and listen to the amazing, amazing, amazing guests that have been on the show from people like Frank Shankwitz, founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, mm -hmm. that because of what he did back in the day, 500 plus thousand children had their wish granted. 
And, and, and this is the level of the caliber of the people that come on the show, man. They love people, not things. And I'm going to say that one more time. We must love people, not things. We come here with nothing. When we leave with nothing, and the moment that we put people first, you know, and then we focus on living relationship to relationship, not paycheck to paycheck, that's when the magic happens. And I love what Mike shared. And that's the approach. Uh, one, one of the strategies that I use reaching out to somebody, I, I see that person, I comment on them, and I engage with them on social media. I drop likes and meaningful comments. Not just like a comment, like a freaking emoji. No, drop a meaningful comment. Hey, I read your blog on LinkedIn, on Medium.com, on Forbes, your story, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I love about this point. And then give a, another point of view of what do you think about that? You know, like give a different way, a different opinion on that, on that person. Because guess what? You're going to stand out. Them. I don't care. You don't have to do a whole dissertation thesis for Stanford or, you know, but just do a meaningful comment and then do that often on the social media, engage with them. And then after a couple of months goes by, then do a video, a video message. Go on their Instagram. Here's the thing. Because of COVID, everybody and their mother, they are at home. Just grab your phone. You know, one day they'll reach out to uh, uh, Mario. No, not Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez will share stages before the, uh, uh, some events. Uh, the other one, oh, I forgot. One of those guys. So I, so then I go, I started the person and then the comedian and I'll do something super silly. And, and I started with a joke, you know, because uh, um, what is the... Um, Thing. I'm trying to remember the name, George Lopez. So he then he had an NFT lunch, and, and then I gave him a shout, and then he, on, on, on social media, and then he goes and he repurposed, re-shouted my shout to his followers, you know. But again, it's not because of silly stuff. I took the time, I comment, I share his stuff, I add value to him. Uh, I, I never asked for anything. Send him a silly message on mm -hmm. Instagram. Hey, what did you call a Brazilian without a car, hermano? You know? And then I go, what? What did you call a Brazilian without a car? Carlos. You know? Then, so you do something totally silly, right? So, you know, it's like, it's about doing, as I always say, right? Do what others don't, what others won't, and what others can do. It's about, because a lot of people in their mind, they're going to be like, okay, I cannot reach out to whoever you wanted to reach out to. You know, and if you do that, if you engage with them often, and if you do a video, you're automatically standing out mm. for most of people because they can read you, you know, there are technologies out there that can read our facial expression mm. to see if people are lying and telling the truth, their stories, you know, so it's all these things that are out there. So when you do that, you're already standing out among the crowd and they love that stuff. Like this person actually one or three or four videos and they engage, they stay yeah. I learned, I get, you know, met people just by, you know, engaging and following up. You know, I had like somebody like Grant Scardone's uh, business partner. We had a, you know, reach out to him on social media, talking on Clubhouse, and then he started reaching out to him, adding value. How can I add value to your organization? Then, boom, had the guy on the show. Amazing, amazing episode. You know, if you guys listen, the guy went from getting an EPDDA of uh, 150 freaking million dollars. Mm. Started a company from nothing, got an exit for 150 million, and shared amazing stories on the show. And again, how do I get in proximity? By engaging with them on social media, 
engaging in a way that's more meaningful that the person is going to remember not just oh another emoji on my freaking you know no it's about doing something that's different now i love that mike and uh, uh man you know this is awesome and then so guys i want again i'm gonna uh, put uh, i want to uh, Talk, talk to us about a little bit about the book, uh, Mike. You know, I have the link over here on the screen. Uh, Genius Within book. What is one of the? the uh, do, you, do you have? Do you have children? I uh, have a little baby sonnet. Uh, yeah. What's her name? She's uh, almost six months old. That's awesome. Give her a big hug for me. I have a, a little girl. She's 10. You know, she's like, you know, imagine Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Napoleon Hill, uh, Trump and me and a little girl. That's Isabella. Oh, dude, that's she's, like she speaks about mental toughness and bullying. She's amazing on this stage. She can give Tony and I and you, bro, a run for our money. She loves the stage, loves talking for large audiences. She's just gifted. But, you know, um, I want you to share with us if your daughter, let's say fast forward, you know, 10 years, what's the number one advice that you're going to tell your daughter that she should focus on no matter what for the rest of her entire life mm -hmm. so that you can build a brand that's going to create a lasting change impact from generations to come. You're going to be like, okay, daughter, you're going to focus on this one thing. Don't matter what, you must you always focus on this one thing. What would you share with her, my friend? I'm going to share a quote from a famous poet. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And that sounds generic in this be authentic age and all that. But the reality is, you know what? There's a So I'll, I'll break down my genius within process. And it, it will help explain that. All right. So there's four quadrants that if you accumulate clues around these four quadrants, you'll have, it's almost like you're assembling the dominoes or the pieces to the puzzle. For the first time, they're all getting on the table, one table, not spread out, okay? So the four clues, unique talents, key relationships, defining life moments and values and passions, okay? So you look, I could have the same talent as someone else, the same raw skills, but my values and passions are different. My relationship pool is different. Uh, love people, not things. 100% Cindy. Yes. Love that, Cindy Saunders. Good to see you. Um, and then the third thing, your uh, defining life moments. So I take people through five different personality tests. Why five? Because they all measure something different. Like one test that most people haven't taken, wealth dynamics. Have you taken the wealth dynamics yet? Yes. Oh, what are you? I just cannot remember, man. Tony got me into all the freaking, I don't even, I can't, I'm trying to remember even my color code coordination. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, no God. worries, no worries. So, but that's all. I awesome. need to retake them all because I highly recommend. But uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about it so that the audience can know. Because those things, I'm telling you guys, this, some of this, some of those things are so deep that once you know your color code, your letters, so once you know your profile, you are going to be better able to manage your people. But I want you to explain and break it down for others here. So, yeah, and I'll tell you a quick little side sidetrack story. Working with a female CEO, had 80,000 employees at once, uh, at one point underneath her. I have her take the wealth dynamics test as well as do my whole zone of genius process before we do a genius day. Like we do work on our zone of genius. She shows up on a Sunday morning and she said, Mike, you've given me one of the most profound revelations 
in my career before we even started. And I'm like, well, I already paid. We haven't even done a day yet, and I've already paid for myself. Um, already got a hefty client. <laughs> yeah, and and it was she took the wealth dynamics test and gave her one of her biggest ahas when she read the report, and and then when she pairs it together, so go through the wealth dynamics, Colby index, Strengths Finder, Myers Briggs, and Disc Profile. You can add in the Enneagram if you want as well. But when you accumulate all the clues, they you just see patterns. Patterns pop like popcorn. Why did, uh, you know, you're up in the Bay Area. Jim Collins wrote all these great books, good to great, built to last, all that. What's he do? He gathers all this data, like years of data, volumes of data, accumulates the data, and then looks for patterns. Because patterns tell you clues. Patterns pop. Then all these patterns pop. Oh, there's something there. Okay. Second thing. So when you get all these, your unique talents, where you can be one of the best in the world at, like some people... I'm brilliant at starting things. I'm brilliant at architecting things. I suck at finishing things. I'm, you don't want me finishing project management. Too much detail. I get overwhelmed. I shut down. I'm great at interpreting, summarizing, distilling the wisdom. Um, second thing, key relationships. There's people like you bring me life. You, you, I, I love being around people that bring me life versus people that bring me death. And there's clues in your work, in your family, in your relationships um and and so then you also look at where do i have a natural cluster of relationships and where am i more naturally drawn right so i looked at oh i'm really drawn to forward-thinking visionary entrepreneurs well hence why i'm attracted to peter diamandis tony robbins you right so then then all right there's clues there and i looked at when i did this i was like oh i have all these relationships in real estate but I also have all these best-selling authors as friends. And I hadn't written a book at the time. I was like, but I would love being around the authors more than the real estate guys. I love nothing against real estate people. I love real estate people too. But the authors, the people swimming in ideas, man, that's my, my cup of tea. Um, and then I love like, hey, you have a place in, in the Amazon rainforest. That's so cool. I want to come to the Amazon rainforest and hang with you. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> um, and then you look, the defining life moments. So we, Steve Jobs said you can connect the dots looking backwards, but our life is littered with clues and there's whispers in our life. If we'll listen and we'll pay attention or moments where our pulse quickened and we were like, wow, I feel so alive doing this or something really hard. Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, do you read biographies, Carlos? Oh, yeah. I love biographies. I love, uh, I study, uh, you know, Greek and, and the Roman Empire, yeah. you know, the Supacabra Caligula, the craziest <laughs> emperors. Um, I love studying them because Socrates and the greatest, the things that they built the, the, yeah. back in the day, there was no social media. Mm -hmm. And I love to study history on how the, 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 why did the Roman Empire became so powerful? What yeah. all these guys, Augustus and Caligula and Marcus Aurelius and Maximus, what did they all <laughs> have in common? And, and how they ride and why the heck do they kill their families once they die? You know, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm fascinated by history, but don't get me going. I just love this topic so much because it, it's fascinating, what, especially once we understand and we see the patterns yeah. and how they intersect among another. So I highly recommend, guys, you really, really, what Mike is dropping over here, some massive wisdom. The stuff that we are talking about over here is like mastermind stuff. Uh, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? When people get together because 
going through those wealth dynamics tests, which is a you know compilation of all these tests that you see in leaderships, people in BNI and meetings and chamber of commerces, they go through tests. But the wealth dynamics is highly, highly effective. Highly recommend you guys going through. I haven't done my in years. That's mm -hmm. why I want him to elaborate, not me, you know. But it's super important because we see the patterns. You're going to start understanding yourself better. Understand, okay, who do you want to be around with? Okay, who do you want to mentor? Who do you want to coach? Who do you want it to be your avatar? You're going to be better able to break it down your avatar, then follow some of the strategies that we share here on the show with many other guests about sales and marketing and how to reach out and what words to say and how to break it down your mm -hmm. word pattern so it bypasses the conscious and go into the subconscious and all that crazy stuff that we share you all the time on the show but it goes right back to this point you know understanding that that you're you know you're, you're at your core and that shit is crazy because it tells you so much and you're like are you in my house do you have a camera <laughs> you know? Dude, it's crazy i will work with a client and I will like, within one day, I will I'll understand them more than even like my business partner, Natasha Graziano for the Abundant You Challenge. It's like, Mike, you get me. You get me. Like, I, I can understand people. It's like, I've got, uh, you know, night goggles and like I'm in the, you know, Afghanistan or Iraq and I got night goggles and I can see through the night in a way that no one else can. I have laser perception. Because I understand people's genius and what happens. Here's the cool thing. All right. So I have multiple clients this year. We just did a recap, a year in review in my mastermind, my symposium mastermind. Multiple clients that have massively grown their, um, uh, their brand or made radical leaps in a deep alignment. Like Tamara, she, she's a star on the wealth dynamics. And then we layered in all these other things that she's still unpacking, you know, eight months, nine months later. And she threw this massive event that's deeply aligned. Like we, I challenged her at the beginning of the year. She's, she's magnetic on stage. She needed to be speaking. And now she's spoken literally to 10,000 plus people this year, you know, from really beginning. Right. And then another client, I took uh, Kristen boss through this process. She was a hairstylist making $98,000 a year when we were working together. And then two months later, she stepped in, Broke her first like $25,000 a month, actually more than first month that she really didn't cons uh, easily more than like four or $5,000. And then by the end of that first year, she did over a million dollars. She literally 10 extra income because she was in her genius and aligned. And she had, she had that 4% client as well with an irresistible offer for that 4% client. And she had no money blocks. We had eradicated and shifted and she'd done her own work on shifting her money blocks. So as you think about building your brand, finding your genius, like that's where your $10,000 an hour activity is. And the other thing I should mention, defining life moments. Yes. You've shared moments, like you were talking about your Tony Robbins moment on stage. I was telling you at the beginning about how I lost a million dollars, right? Well, what, what are those, that moment is going to have ripple effects the rest of my life. It's my Brendan Burchard almost dying in a car wreck type thing. Yes. And um, but in those moments, Theodore Roosevelt is another example. He had one. Uh, he had a bunch of them, really. Age 22, his wife has given birth to her first child. She dies giving birth. 24 hours later, his mom, hugely important figure in his life, dies as well. His dad had already died when he was a teenager, fighting against corruption in New York City, uh, but dying of cancer ultimately. Well, guess when he does? 
He goes to the wilderness, which had healed him and also helped him overcome asthma. Goes to the wilderness of North Dakota and South Dakota and hunts for like six months. Hands off his daughter to his aunt. Goes there. Um, gets his, his mind back. Grieves. You know, let's go of the grief and all that. Comes back. Eventually is elected U.S. president, right? What's he do? He preserves Yellowstone National Park. All these amazing parks around the country. More restoration and more preservation than any other president. Secondly... He rails against corruption and breaks up all these monopolies, right? Um, the filibuster, the U.S. Steel and Standard Oil and all those things. He sets, he had enough courage and gumption because of the battles he had faced internally and externally that he could take on. Uh, like Standard Oil was almost as big as the U.S. GDP in the year 1900 when he was president. It, like, it was massive. We can't imagine that it, a, one company would be almost as big as the rest of the nation's output. It's That's crazy. what it was. And so anyway, so those moments, and then you look at your values and passions. What are you standing for? What are you standing against? What are you naturally lit up? The other cool thing, like we're both students of flow and being in this high state of flow. Stephen Kotler says, research has shown that if you are operating on your strengths, you're about two times more likely to step into the state of flow where you are just uncanny in your abilities to, to show up and to execute at an enormous, profound level, be superhuman in, in how you execute. So yeah. that's how important this is, guys. There's not, I personally feel like there's nothing more important than this. I want to help a million people find their genius at least. Frankly, I love so. that, guys. And you guys have her here on the stage, ladies and gentlemen. You know, before we, we, we finalize the show here today, you know, we're getting towards the end. And so much, James Bean. I really hope you guys go back and listen. This is being played everywhere. It's going to be one of four the, for the histories. And uh, get the Genius Within book. It's totally free, guys. All you guys have to do is cover uh, shipping handling. You're going to learn so much how to some of the things that we've been talking about over here on the stage, tapping to your zone of genius and understanding, you know, all the taking the wild dynamics uh, and all the other tests to understand yourself better so that you can live better, not only in your business, but in your life, in your family, mm -hmm. with your friends. It's going to help you throughout, you know, and these are things that Mike and I, we went to so many masterminds over the years that we spent $50,000, can yeah. learn. And just like I shared the book, Work Like an Immigrant, he's sharing his book, This Genius withinbook.com. So I highly recommend you guys do that. I want to make sure that I cover one last point, which is on storytelling. See mm -hmm. how amazing Mike is at telling stories and myself at telling stories. When we talk about our stories, I bet you guys are like, man, he's talking to me. Mm -hmm. I feel understood. I want you guys to really, really, you know, start practicing because we all have a story and your story it lives and it dies. Your brand, your products, your services, your books, they live and they die based upon how you tell your stories. So I want you guys at home never to underestimate the power of your story. But I want you guys to start practicing, telling your story. The simple practice where you look in the mirror and you start practicing. Videotape yourself a few times, telling your stories, short form, one minute. You walk into the elevator, Mike is there, I am there, Tony Robbins is there, Peter Diamandis, you know, Steve Jobs comes back from heaven, and now, boom, 
You have one minute. We're going to go to the, you know, we are in Dubai in the Burj Khalifa. It's hell of freaking floors. Mm -hmm. It's going to take us a minute to get up there. And we're going to be like, you have one minute to impress us. I want you guys to be that good whenever you have a chance to share your story. Because the better that you become, mastering how to share your story in a minute, in three minutes, in five minutes, in 17 minutes. You know, I know that I like to do podcasts over 30 minutes sometimes. And people tell me that 30 minutes is the time, not a screw it. I like to do things that are different. You know, if I'm going to do 40 or 45 or an hour, I do it. You know, because again, we're having a great time. This is going to be here for you guys to learn. This is like better than college, guys, what we are sharing here with you guys, because it's so important because those things that Mike share, that I share here, it helped us grow our brands and our businesses to numbers and to meet people that we once dreamed about, to people that we read, that we read their books and one day dreamed about, you know, knowing them or sharing stages with them or being in their surroundings that we are now friends with, you know, so all those things we only manifested because of the things that we share here in our books, in the podcast, mm -hmm. in the previous podcasts that we've been, that we talk about. So I really, really want you guys to practice that, you know, sharing your story and never underestimate the power of your story because we all have one. And the person, whenever you go into Clubhouse, into Twitter spaces, you go in a room and people, they don't know you, I'll tell you guys a secret. The unknown person in the room has the greatest leverage. Mm -hmm. They don't know your story. Every time that I went into a room that the biggest names in the industry were there, billionaires, celebrities, and athletes, nobody knew who Carlos Cicada was. Who is this guy? And then when I showed up, and I will bring them into the story once upon a time. Mm. Seven-year-old child wanted to kill himself. Hmm. He didn't have any mentors, any role models. He sold bread on the streets, making 50 cents a day to support his widow mother. His father died in a car explosion when he was a baby. His stepfather was murdered. Have your problems again. It's all perspectives. So whenever you guys hear me sharing my story on stages, on masterminds, on the media, on TV, on the radio, I, make, I bring you guys into the story with me. I use words that the way how we were trained to understand movies and cartoons once upon a time. Imagine. And you bring them into your story. And you make them feel, you make them give you the chills, you're making them cry, you're making them laugh. Mm -hmm. And you give them wisdom, you shake them, and you bake them, and you leave them in a better state than where they were before. That's what Mike and myself and many of the amazing people that we have met in our lives, we can do it. So I want you guys to really practice. None of these things, we didn't know this. Mike, myself, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, it, it didn't exist. At one point, we were shy. At one point, we had fear, anxiety. We are a regular human being like you. And that's why I like to really push it and challenge you guys the way how I tell my stories and I bring my guests. And I do my best to strike the best out of them every time. And they always bring it, every single one of them. So my brother Mike, the question that I always ask every guest over here to end the show is a very profound question that is 100 years from now and you are 130 years old hmm. and it's your eulogy my friend 
And uh, if I somehow managed to be there before you, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, I've thought it too much. And I, you know, but if I happen to be there, I'll be there with my uh, Brazilian Italian hat, smoking a cigar, drinking some scotch, listening to ACDC. <laughs> I know it's about to rock. We salute you. You know, I'm, uh, and they're going to be reading your eulogy. And they're going to say, Mike Zeller, incredible human being, impacted the life of millions of people worldwide. But Mike Zeller, in his own word, was dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Who was it, Mike Zeller? Mike Zeller was a devoted father and husband who unleashed the genius and the God-given potential of millions of people and helped more than a million people have clean drinking water and help solve some of the biggest challenges in uh, our world faced with wow. climate, other things like that. <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. That was incredible, man. All my guests, you know, there's that hard, very hard question, you know, but, you know, oh, my God, just very profound, my friend. There's such an honor to have you here, Mike, you know, uh, uh, um, and, uh, man, just incredible interview, ladies and gentlemen. I want you guys to get uh, Mike's book, guys. You know, everybody here, you know, if you, you know, if you need a book for a New Year's resolution, you know, the genius within book must to be one of those. You know, mm -hmm. it work like an immigrant has to be one of those. <laughs> you know, you gotta go the power within for my brother Tony Robbins. You know, so many amazing books out there, but uh, definitely uh, the genius within book. Highly recommend you guys putting that on your list for New Year's resolution. Also, outwitting the devil, Napoleon Hill, my great friend Sharon Lecter edited and annotated that book. It's one of my favorites. Uh, as well. I highly recommend you put on that book. So if you're going to pick three books for your New Year's resolution, Genius Within, Outwitting the Devil, Work Like an Immigrant. Why right there? Mm. It'd be great for 2022. Hey, Mark, where do you hang the most on social media, brother? What is the best place that they can follow you on social, my friend? Well, Clubhouse, uh, The Mike Zeller as well, I believe. Uh, Instagram, The Mike Zeller, most active there. Facebook, same. The Mike Zeller, YouTube, same. LinkedIn, and Twitter. Uh, very cool. So, it's very yeah. easy to remember, guys. D Mike Zeller, Z E L L E R. Very, very cool, my friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of another incredible episode. Uh, such an honor to have you here, my brother. Any last words uh, for these amazing people? You know, I would, I would love to end with this. We all have genius born within us. Uh, one of the crazy stats is. Four and five year olds have scored. This is a test done in, I think it's 1968. Four and five year olds outscored NASA astronauts on creativity. But by the same, by the time those four and five year olds got to be 11, they no longer saw themselves as creative geniuses. And it was down to like 2% of adults believe that they are a genius. You have genius. I, I want to help people restore. Uh, believe and see their genius because guess what? Your identity precedes your destiny. When your identity is anchored into who you want to become. Thank you, Cindy. So glad. Jose, great seeing you as well. Um, but if you are anchored into your identity, one of my, my uh, 
I love the story. All right, I'm gonna. Can I share a quick story about Muhammad yeah, Ali? Definitely. Oh yeah, right. Muhammad Ali. I interviewed one of his ex-wives. Oh, you did? That's amazing. Oh yeah, I gotta dig that one through the through the through the thing. It was one of, my one. Old, my, one of my old YouTube channels that got deactivated because YouTube became communist. That's another crazy story. But uh, <laughs> you know, I gotta dig that one through the thing. He's one of his ex-wives. He's actually. His first wife, she's OG, but crazy, yeah. awesome, awesome interview. I got to dig that one so that I can put it in a new YouTube channel. But tell me. Yeah. So Muhammad Ali. All right. So this is where I work on a lot of the mindset and identity. Um, and I do that, a lot of that in the Abundant You Challenge or one-on-one or my masterminds. Um, but one of the cool things. All right. 1964. He's about to fight uh, Sonny Liston, who's still considered today. As in 2021, one of the top 10 boxers of all time. And he was a seven to one underdog. So Sonny's expected to smoke him. Uh, Muhammad had barely beat uh, the previous two boxing matches, uh, his previous two opponents. And Muhammad went by the name Cassius Clay at the time. All right. So he writes this poem, and you can find it on YouTube. It's about three minutes, or you can shoot me a message, and I'll, I'll uh, send you the link that I had saved because it's a little hard to find. But he it's three minutes, 18 seconds, I think, and it's him proclaiming this poem as a spoken word artist called I Am the Greatest, and he writes this poem before he beats Sonny Liston. And he says, I am the greatest, the greatest boxer there ever was, the most beautiful fighter in the world today. And he just goes on, and it's got this beautiful cadence. But listen to how it starts. You get a chance to listen to how it starts. What happens? The audience laughs. When he starts the poem, he's like, I am, I'm going to recite today. Or the announcer says, and reading his first poem of the night, Cassius Clay is going to treat us to I am the greatest. And the crowd starts laughing. It's almost like you could imagine if they had tomatoes. They're throwing tomatoes at the stage. That's what they would have done. But then he speaks with such conviction and such certainty by the end, really about halfway through, the audience is into it. And they're clapping and they're cheering and they're inspired because he believes it. He sees it. And I just read one of his biographies. And it uh, talked about he actually would make these bold, crazy pr- uh, proclamations. Because he's like, hey, it f- I was scared out of my pants that I would f- screw up. So I was committed. I was in because I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself because I'm taunting and showing everybody that I'm going to win and I'm going to knock Sonny Liston in the moon. Well, he ends up obviously beating Sonny Liston. Two weeks later, he changes his name. Much like Jesus would do with Peter and all those things, right? Uh, changes his name from Cassius Clay because that was the name of a slave to Muhammad Ali. Because he's like, my destiny is uh, my name. I want my name to reflect my future. So you think about, hey, what's your powerful alter ego? that is also tied to your zone of genius, that is tied to this capacity and this belief and this certainty that you are called to create magic in the world. You got to find that first and hunt for it and do that deep self-work that most don't do. So, Carlos. My brother, what a beautiful last words, my friend. You know, it it just brings, as you you were telling that story, it brings so many memories, Mike. So many memories, you know, like just like even from 30 years ago, selling that bread, making 50 cents a day, just grateful mm-hmm. that I was able to sell all the bread 
And, and in mm. my mind, I'm like, I'm living the hood. I'm helping mm. my mom and I will make poverty history. I will wow. make poverty history. I will make poverty history. I used to say <laughs> it over and over and over again. You know, nobody will believe me. These people like you dream too much, kid. You're never going to live the hood. Mm. You're going to die in the hood. You know, you don't have yeah. a father. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Like I tell people, man, you are not your feelings. You are not your emotions. You are not your circumstances. If there is a will, there is a way, as my mother liked to say. We live in the creator's economy. I am you. You are me. The only difference between us is time. Mm. Every single person must to live upon their mission every single day, ladies and gentlemen. You know the drill? Life is all about the mission, never the commission. And never forget, beautiful people, that the days that breaks us mm. are truly the days that makes us. I love you all. Have an outstanding day. <laughs> boom, boom, boom.